the rocks and this, the stones would cry out. And they tried, says they tried to pick up stones and kill him. He just fulfilled the prophecy. I'm, what I'm trying to point out, do you realize the humility it took? You know, Jesus did not cleanse the temple because he was angry. He cleansed the temple because of the dishonor that what they were doing was bringing to God. It wasn't about Jesus. It was about God. He cleansed the temple, and they tried to kill him. Hallelujah. So he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. So the Greek carries the idea, can you imagine it? That, that's the idea. Can you imagine that he humbled himself to such a lowly position that he became so obedient, he stooped low enough to die the miserable death of a criminal on the cross? That was his humility. You know, Jesus was born in a manger because they didn't make reservations. Not because he was poor. He wasn't humble because he was poor. He was born in a manger because Mary and Joseph didn't have a room. It takes more humility to have everything you need and still care about other people than it does to have nothing. You understand why I'm saying that? Jesus had every need met. He had people supporting his ministry. Yet he humbled himself. Hallelujah. In uh, Deuteronomy 21 and 23. Hallelujah. Talking about a person that uh, has been hung on a tree. It says, his body shall not remain all night on the tree, but you shall in any wise bury him that day. For he that is hanged, meaning on the tree, is a curse of God. Now, this is important. It means the curse of God is come upon him. Jesus died as a criminal, taking the curse upon himself for us. This is important as it speaks to his humility. He when you think of the phrases that we use, and sometimes they get lost on us, he became sin who knew no sin. He became sin. How is it that he could become sin? Humbled himself. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having been made a curse for us so that we right, might walk in the blessing of Abraham. He became a curse. That's what Galatians 3.13 says. So the, the baby, that baby was God in the flesh. He was born to die for you and me. And he was so willing to do whatever it took to redeem mankind 
from, from, from sin and from Satan, that he humbled himself. That, that's what it took to redeem us, his humility. It was the precious blood. It was the precious blood of a humble Savior. It took his humility to die, even to the point of dying on the cross. That's what Christmas really means, is that he humbled himself and died. Hallelujah. And when, when, when we make that our focus, then nothing becomes about me. The Bible says that Jesus humbled himself even to the point of death. And then the next verse says, wherefore, because of that, God also has highly exalted him and given him a name that is above every name. So he humbled himself to the lowest level and God exalted him to the highest level. And we see that same verbiage in the book of Peter. It's, uh, he says, humble yourself therefore under the mighty hand of God and he will exalt you in due season. I want to encourage you. You know, Second Peter chapter, First Peter chapter five, verse seven. Uh, it talks about very often we pluck that one verse out of its setting. You know, uh, casting all of your care upon Him because He cares for you. But I, I, I want you to see something here because it says, first of all, verse six: humble yourself therefore under the mighty hand of God, that He may exalt you in due time. Colon not period. How, how do I do this? How, what is evidence that I am humbling myself before under the mighty hand of God? Casting all your care upon Him because He cares for you. One of the greatest acts of humility that you will ever enter into is when you take everything not, not just your care and your worries. That's the focus we, we come upon. Everything that you, has to do with you and you cast it onto Him because He cares for you. Look at uh, Psalm 37. I'm, I'm uh, about two minutes, we'll be done. This, this is another one that, that we read, but I want you to see the, the focus here. Verse 5, commit your way unto the Lord. That, that word commit, it means roll your way, roll, roll your plans, roll your life onto the Lord. Notice, trust also in Him. Now here's humility. I'm committing my way to Him. Now I'm trusting in Him. And notice this, and He will bring it to pass. Not me will bring it to pass. He will bring it to pass. One of the hardest things in the plan of God is this, and, and I'll wrap this, this teaching up with this. God will ask someone to do something, and I've seen this. I've learned this lesson over this, these many years. God will ask somebody to do something, and immediately they'll start looking at what it's going to cost to do it.
Trust in him, and he will bring it to pass. Willie George told a story one time. So bless me. He said uh, he was a children's pastor at a little church in West Texas. He pastored children at his uncle's church. It was his mother's brother. And uh, uh, Willie had, Pastor Willie had been kicked out of his dad's house because his dad told him, he said, you're going to church too much. You can't, you can't go to church. And he told his dad, he said, Dad, he said, the whole time I've been living with you, he said, you've come home and caught me in parties. I mean, I've driven home drunk. You know I've been drunk. And you never, never told me I couldn't drive the car. You never t- tried to take my car from me. He said, now I'm saved. I'm living for God. And he said, well, I don't care. He said, that's just the way it is. Uh, if you're going to drive the car and live here, you're not going to go to church. And he said, well, I'm not going to live here and drive the car then. Gave him his car keys and left. Walked, walked something like 20 miles to his pastor's house in the rain. Went and pastor prayed with him and he went back to his mother's house. His mother was addicted to prescription drugs. And he started living with her until he graduated high school. After he got out of high school, his uncle took him and John, John George that ministered here, took them in. And, and uh, John George told me that uh, his, uh, their uncle would give him a Brother Hagen book and say, now you got to read this entire book before dinner or you don't get to eat. And so anyway, now we don't want to do that. But here's my point. Is so he's pastoring in that church, pastoring the, the children, running the bus kids, and he goes to a conference in Tulsa. It, the, the conference was Faith Christian Fellowship, but in Pat Harrison. And, and he went there and there were just thousands of people there from all over America and, and, and foreign countries. And he's sitting there, and the Lord said to him, the Lord said, all of these ministers are going to teach from your curriculum in their churches. They're going to teach, their, their children are going to learn from your curriculum. And he said, I said, okay, Lord. And now watch. He said, and immediately I went out and I contacted a publisher. And he said, I found out to publish my curriculum is going to be $20,000. And he said, that really wasn't what it was. It was going to be $50,000. He said, I'm glad I didn't know that. But here's the thing. He said, immediately, I started trying to get the money. I'm saying this for somebody. He said, immediately, I went about trying to get the money. And he said, I would set up meetings with people that may be donors and wanted to give. He said, nobody would help me. And he said, I went to the Lord, and I was praying about it. And he said, the Lord asked me a question. He said, uh, are you ready to go to press? And he said, I said, Lord, no, I'm not. I don't know. I'm not ready to go to press. I was going to get the money and then get ready. And the Lord said, you get the curriculum ready to be published, and when it's ready to be published, I'll provide the money. Commit your way. Trust in him. He'll bring. That's, that's humility. I can't do it. I know pastors right now tonight, they are pulling their hair out trying to figure out how they're going to do what God wants them to do. They're missing it. God wants them to do it. If God wants them to do it, they commit themselves to what he wants, trust in him. And he brings it to pass. Here's what I'm saying. That's what Jesus did. 
Jesus said, I come to do your will. And he trusted in him. We see that in the book of Psalm, chapter 22. It says he trusted in God. And God said, and he said, you will not leave me in hell. You will not suffer me to see destruction. So whatever God's asking you to do, whatever God's moving on your heart to do, whatever God you think the plan of God for your life is, you got to commit it to him. Then just rest. If you don't learn to rest, you'll stay in God's way. God just needs me to rest. I've come to this understanding. God doesn't care how much it costs. He just wants me to get the job done. I was praying one morning. I said, Lord, what about this? And, and Lord, what about that? And what would you have me to do here? And he said, he said very directly, the Lord's always nice to me. He's never mean. He never yells at me. But he's very direct. He said, Philip, just build the church. Just build the church. That was it. Well, that's good news. to know all I got to do is build the church. I just got to build the people. I just got to preach, pray, and prophesy, and do what I'm supposed to do. But it's committing your way to the Lord, then trusting in Him, and He'll bring it to pass. And if it's $1,000, $5,000, 50000 500000 God doesn't care. Just get the job done. That's what Christmas is all about. Amen? Hallelujah. Well, let's stand up tonight, shall we? Praise the Lord.